It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone with Film Festival Radio Show. You are about to listen to one of our best of previously aired shows. But guess what? Stay tuned to this station because next week, same time, 12 noon, we'll be back with a brand new edition of Film Festival Radio with some brand new guests. So until then, have a wonderful rest of the weekend and an even better week. So we'll see you next Saturday. Bye bye. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yes, one of my favorite holidays. Memorial Day, 4th of July. These are my summertime uh, favorite holidays. I'm sure yours as well. And want to especially say hello to all of the very brave men and women out there who are our veterans currently in the past and future veterans. So happy Memorial Day to all of you veterans out there. So, okay, let's jump right into it here. We've got a Memorial Day show planned for you, of course. But before we get to our guests, I want to tell you about this. This is a really cool activity event. I should say event that's coming up in the fall of this year. There's a local Las Vegas production company called Black Raven Films, and they're going to produce a full-length feature film titled Action Action, and they're going to do it in downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Downtown Las Vegas, of course, is a land, so many landmarks there. And the movie is based on a short action film that won Best Nevada Filmmaker at the Damn Short Film Festival recently. And it tells the story of a team of mercenaries that are hired, get this, they're hired to steal Al Capone's last remaining painting from the world-famous Mob Museum. Oh, I love it already. Yes. So, you know, it's going to be a film that's going to have car chases and explosions and martial arts, kung fu fighting, and it's all going to be filmed in gorgeous downtown area of Las Vegas. Now, the production company, uh, just as according to these notes, some of the other places that they're going to film uh, will include the Legacy Club at Circa Resort and Casino, the brand new in their downtown. I've got to go visit them. I've never seen it, been inside of it yet. Uh, the Fremont Street Experience and Oscar's Steakhouse. They've even got former mayor Oscar Goodman. He's going to do a cameo appearance in the film. Of course, and as I said earlier, the Mob Museum is another location. So these are just some of the famous locations and famous landmarks that will be a part of this new film, Action, Action. And uh, it will start sometime this fall. And what we're working on is we're going to try to bring on uh, maybe the director or the producer or the writer or someone, or maybe both, um, from the production company or the script writers that we can bring on to talk more about the film and tell us. I don't know if they've already done all their casting. Have they done 
do they need extras? Do they need principals? We're going to find out and see, and we'll just bring them on to talk more about the film. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention, just in case if later in the fall you're going through downtown, walking your dog or just sightseeing or something, you see all of this. Hey, it's a film. They're making a film. And again, it's called Action Action, uh, starting in the fall. So, okay, when we come back, I will give you our next segment. Uh, try to see, do, will we have time for some auditions or not? But I'll, I'll, we'll see how time goes. But we'll be right back with more of the show right after this. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. It's acting up. News about auditions and tryouts that could make you a star. Okay, we are back with more show here, and it is auditions. Time for those auditions. Yes, you guys love auditions, and we love to present them to you. So let's jump right in here. Okay, would you like to be a winner of an all-expense-paid, just magical, spectacular dream wedding? I mean, the real dream wedding of your dreams. If you would like that, listen up. There is a major casting agency, and they are looking for engaged LGBTQ plus couples of all ethnicities. You need to be between the ages of 21 and older. And if you are selected, you will join the cast of an upcoming new network, kind of like a competition, but it's a wedding challenge. Yeah. It's going to be a reality show. So again, if you and your fiance want to possibly win the ultimate dream wedding of a lifetime, the producers want to hear from you. So what you need to do, you need to send a few recent photographs of you and your fiance, send your contact information, such as your phone number, email address, name of yourself and your fiance, and a short video just a short video. I mean, we are posting videos on Instagram and everywhere all the time. You can do it on your phone, of course, no more than two minutes. And so any, the short video, you need to have yourself and your fiance telling the producers, how, excuse me, how you two met. Everybody loves the, that story. So let's do that. Try out for it. Again, major casting agency, major network looking for engaged LBTQ plus couples of all ethnicities, ages 21 and older. And if you are selected, you will join the cast for an upcoming new reality show, but it will be a, a wedding challenge competition type show. Okay, so if you're selected and if you win, you'll get that dream wedding you've always dreamed about and talked about. So send a few recent pictures of you and your fiance, your contact information, and a short video on how the two of you met. And this is where you need to send it to. cjacasting at gmail.com. That's C is in cat, J, then A, casting at gmail.com. So get those off. Good luck to you. And finally, to further speak of marriage and weddings, one of my favorite daytime television shows 
Yes, Divorce Court. They are starting a new season and they are looking for couples. You can either be married, maybe you've been living together on a long-term basis and it's a new season. Again, Judge Faith, ready to help you try to work it out and figure it out. They are looking for all types of couples, straight or gay, all ages, got to be a you know, of age and all ethnicities. So if you have a relationship and it has to be a marriage or you're living together and you got some problems, maybe divorce court can help you keep it together. Now, if you are selected to be on the show, you will be flown to Atlanta. Your flight and your hotel will be covered by the, the show and you will get paid. Okay. Now, the other thing they're emphasizing is that is that both of you must be willing to appear together. Yeah. We don't need one saying, yeah, I'll go. And the other one saying, nah, I'm not going. So you both need to be in agreement on that. So this is what you need to do. You also need to send your name and your significant other's name, first and last names, uh, the ages, what are your ages? A contact telephone number for each of you, the city and state where you live, and a brief story, just a brief one about what's the conflict, what's the problem, why do you want to call it off, why do you want a divorce? Make it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, and then you need to send some recent pictures. And, and they want you to smile on the pictures. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. But they want to see both of you smiling on the pictures, please. JPEG format. And again, we all take selfies every day. So you need to send all of that to Tiffany W at divorcecourt.com. And Tiffany is spelled T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-W at divorcecourt.com. Well, you know, so we got one audition where we are trying to put you together. We got a second audition where we're trying to keep you together. So you might qualify for one of the others. So either way it goes, send those informations and photos and videos and all of that in and just see what happens. You might get selected. You never know. Okay, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back with more Film Festival Radio right after this. Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show on this Memorial Day weekend. And hopefully you are getting out there. You're going to get out there, right, and have a lot of fun. Everything is pretty much, pretty much open back up. So we still want to be safe, though, of course. So that brings me to our guest for this segment. Now, yesterday, the film Cruella opened up nationwide, starring the two powerfully talented Emmas, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. And so that brings me to my guest for this segment. Her name is Maureen Johnson, and she is a New York Times and a USA Today bestselling author of several young adult uh, novels, which include 13 Little 
blue envelopes, Sweet Scarlet, the name of the star, um, the Truly Devious series. And she's also done collaborative works uh, with other authors as well um, on projects, The Bane Chronicles uh, and Let It Snow with John Green and Lauren Miracle, which is now a Netflix movie. Yeah, she's very busy, very, very busy. So now Maureen uh, Johnson has her latest book just released called Hello, Cruel Heart. And it was inspired by the Cruella film series. Yes. So Cruella, you're doing a lot of work here. You're inspiring a lot of people. But this current novel, uh, Hello, Cruel Heart, follows the main character. She's a 16-year-old character. Her name is Estella. She's very ambitious. She's an aspiring fashion designer who runs, there's another side to her though, she runs these heights um, throughout London with her loyal and faithful accomplices doing their little not so nice deeds, uh, you know, breaking into posh socialites events and such as that. Very entertaining book. And of course, young teen adults, preteens, not adults, but young teens and Preteens love these types of young adult novels. So again, it's called Hello, Cruel Heart. It just came out just in time for the release of uh, Cruella yesterday because it was inspired. The author was inspired by Cruella. So let's bring Maureen on board to tell us more about her latest book, Hello, Cruel Heart. So let's roll up on Maureen right now. Dennis, you are now connected with Maureen. Well, good afternoon, Maureen. So nice to chat with you. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. I am absolutely fabulous and just been preparing for our chat here. Um, of course, you are Maureen Johnson, number one New York Times and USA Today best-selling author in the young adult novels division. And you've, you're, you're back at it again, your latest Hello, Cruel Heart. So... Um, Okay, let's just jump right in it because I've got such a limited time with you. So what were your inspirations? Was there more than one inspiration or was it just an inspiration uh, to get you going with Hello, Cruel Heart to get it rolling? Well, uh, so Disney actually approached me because they had their developed a movie coming out, coming out next month called Cruella, which is going to be about Cruella DeVille in her 20s. And it takes place in the 1970s in London. And they said, you know, we'd really like to see maybe what happened in her teenage years. Do you think you would be interested in that? And I said, once I saw, I read the script, I saw the thing they were making. And also, I've had a truly a lifelong, since I was about 13 years old, obsession with London in the 60s. Uh, to a really granular level that has never been useful before. But I was like, this is made for me. I would love to write about London in the late sixties. And it's my starting point was a place and a time, uh, a really wild, colorful, crazy, very, very interesting time. So that, that was the launch. That was the starting point for this. Okay. So, um, now it's all making sense. You're, you're, love and fascination of London during that era and just look at where it has obviously taken you today. It just all fits together now. It makes sense. So, yeah. tell me this. Did you go over 
to London during the writing or, or go back and look at some of the historic, well, not historic, but during that era as you were writing or what? Well, it was written during the pandemic. So oh, no, you I didn't couldn't go know. anywhere. It was, it was very much, it was very much written on the, on the chair in the living room. Okay. Uh, I do, I spend a lot of time in England. I've written six other books set in England, various places. My husband's English. So, um, it's sort of a, it's kind of a little bit of a second home. Okay. Um, but I, it, it enabled me to, uh, a lot of this stuff wasn't research I had to do. It was just things I've been looking at and familiar with my whole life. And it was a good excuse just to really immerse myself in them. Also, I had nowhere else to be and nothing else to do. So, you know, it, because it, it was very much early. I was, wrote this very early on. In the quarantine, when we were super locked down here in New York, so it was like I got to take a little time travel trip back to London in 1967. Well, while as you were writing, did you did you were you tempted or did you dress up in some of the outfits from the the 60s, <laughs> <laughs> like Twiggy and all those those okay. wonderful people, or what? You know what I I first of all during quarantine I was wearing basically like. I would not say garbage clothes, but it was a lot of yoga, you know, logo clothes and t-shirts. <laughs> you know, it was pajamas. You know, we, we weren't able to go anywhere. And, but the, I'm not a clothes person, uh, but this particular era, because Estella, Corella, is a, is a clothing designer. And this is one of the few periods where I really am fascinated by the clothes and the design. Because it suddenly got wild, yes. and it's really hard to understate, excuse me, to overstate how wild and experimental everything was. Just it just came out of nowhere. Um, just the the colors, the cuts, like dresses made of paper and feathers and boas and things that are short and super long and made of metal. Just they suddenly were experimenting with everything. Definitely so. Well, now for your book, um, and of course we want everybody to, to run out and get it, Hello, Cruel Heart, but with um, the character, 16-year-old Estella, can you give us like a little bit of clue as to what people, what readers can expect to find out about her as a 16-year-old Estella? Well, we start in, again, London, 1967. She's about 16 years old. And she lives with Jasper and Horace in a, this is London after the war. So there's still a lot of bombed out, burned out buildings. And so they live in a bombed out building that is basically half a building, but they have an amazing lair inside there, inside of a, of a basically uh, condemned building. They survive by thievery, by pickpocketing, by just petty, petty crime. But she is a designer. She's sort of in charge of the gang, and she is obsessed with making clothes, uh, stealing fabric, drawing her design. And she wants to become a, a fashion designer, but she doesn't know how to get into that world. She's, she's poor. She's an orphan. She lives in a bombed-out building. Uh, but she meets a brother and sister who are very rich. They inherited a lot of money very young who kind of sweep her up and take her into the world of London society overnight. And the story kind of kicks off from there. And there's a lot of rock and roll in it. 
she meets a lot of uh, performers. She meets the musicians. That's that's where we're at. Okay. And finally, since uh, the lead character, Estella, is an aspiring fashion designer, um, do you think that, that this book might uh, launch or inspire a, a line of clothing or accessories based upon the book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but it would certainly be. I, I do think that when people see the movie Cruella, uh, where you'll get to see some of her creations, um, I think that people, I think you're going to see a bunch of that all over Instagram. I, I mean, they, everything I've seen from it is really great and very, um, yeah, I think people are going to be very interested to see what, what comes out of the movie. So I, I think that's a warning, I won't say a warning, but a clue for parents, get your credit cards ready because your teens and your preteens <laughs> might want to take you shopping. Uh, based on this book, your book, and the movie that's coming out. So, uh, oh, I can't wait to see it. I have a lot of friends who have teens in that era, that age group, and so they're all excited about it. And someone passed me a note. I'm always having people pass me notes when I do these interviews. They want me to quickly ask you, what is uh, one of the main things that you like personally about Estella? Well, I like her determination. I mean, it's, she's got a lot of She's got a lot of grit. She doesn't, you know, she gets knocked down a lot. Uh, and she keeps getting back up again, often quite literally. Uh, it's, it is not an easy road that she's on. In this book, in the story in Cruella, it's, you'll get to see some of the hardship she comes from and what she makes out of it and how she kind of creates her world out of things she finds and things she takes and things she sees. So her determination and her creativity, just just wanting to wanting to make it and trying to figure out how. And she obviously succeeds, and we can't tell them too much. But again, no, yeah, we don't want to want them to go get the book and then get ready for the movie. So again, the book is "Hello, Cruel Heart." by you, Maureen Johnson. And thank you so much for giving us some backstory, some insight uh, in the writing and the making of the book, the current book. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay, then we'll look forward to, uh, of course, seeing the movie. I think it'd be cool to, I don't know, what you, do you suggest? See the movie, watch, I mean, do the, do the book and then do the movie or do them together or what do you think? I think you could do it. I think you can do it any way you like. I think that maybe do the book first. Okay. So I think that would be a good, I think that would be good. Because okay. then you'll get a sense of the things that you want to see, and then you get to see them. Uh, they'll all blend and meld together and just have a fun time. I think it's time for us to, more than time to have some fun. And so this is a good yeah. way, especially for preteens and teens, especially if you're a fan of this series. So again, thank you, Maureen. And hopefully we'll chat with you in your next project. Thank you so much. Okay, take care then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
that brings us to our featured guest for this Memorial Day weekend edition of Film Festival Radio. I have been just really anxious to talk with our guest coming up here. Uh, I will tell you who she is. She is a very, very funny, talented comedian. We're talking about the incredibly talented transgender comedian, Julia Scotty. And Julia has a new documentary that will be released on June 1st. And the title of it is Julia Scotty, Funny That Way. And again, it is released on June 1st, available on iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Xbox, Vudu, DirecTV, and all of those outlets. You know them all. Some some people, some of you guys got just, uh, subscriptions to all of them. So you know, you can see this film, Julia Scotty, Funny That Way. This documentary is really uh, a good one. It tells the story, uh, a, a big portion of Julia's incredibly amazing life. It's a portrait about her life as a transgender comedian and her life before uh, when she was known as Rick Scotty. And during that era of her life, she was just touring the world and working with all of these uh, superstar comedians such as Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and toured with them for many, 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 many years. I'm sure a lot of you remember uh, Julia from that era. Uh, but Julia took a 20-year hiatus uh, away from entertainment, away from comedy. But when Julia returned, she returned back it's a whole different gender and still had all of that talent, all of that funny, all of that haha to make us all laugh. And uh, that's where her story picks up. Uh, you know, she comes back as Julia Scotty. She was also, and I know a lot of you remember her if you were too young to remember her, uh, you know, doing working with Jerry Seinsfeld and Chris Rock. You definitely remember Julia uh as a finalist on America's Got Talent, made history at that time of the show of, um, you know, just, it's a lot. I don't want to give away too much of what the film is about because I am anxious to talk to Julia as well. And so let me tell you this really fast. The documentary has really been getting a lot of acclaimed reviews from, for example, IndieWire uh, called it a must-see and I agree totally. Uh, Hammer to Nail praised the film as being an unexpected journey and comeback story, unlike any other. And that is really what a part of this story, this film is about the, the great comeback and the, you know, just the fight and to come back and to live your truth and live your life, living your best life. And, uh, you know, how all of us can be inspired by this type of a movie as well and this type of talent. So let's bring on Julia so that I can just get all involved. And, you know, I love talking to these guests who really have a fascinating life. So many of them do. And Julia is definitely high on my list. I can't wait to talk to her. So let's bring her on board right now to talk about her latest documentary, again, that opens June 1. Julia Scotty, Funny That Way is the title. So let's bring Miss Julia on right now. Hello, it's Janice. Janice, hi, Julia Scotty. Hi, Julia. How are you this afternoon? All right. You sound like you were you were expecting me. <laughs> I was definitely 
expecting your call. I ran and got me a drink of juice. And I said, let me run back over here before Julia calls. And the minute I sat down, there you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm chronically early, so I, I always, just in case, the, you know, something goes wrong. Oh, I love that. So I'm sorry. If you want to call you back in four, in four minutes. Oh, no, Julia, I have you in my grasp. No, you can't leave me. No. documentary film festival, Gina Davis's Bentonville Film Festival, just so many. And so you, now you it's coming to showtime and such. So tell us about this documentary. Give us some, what can we expect? What's going on with it? Well, uh, I'm not, I, well, you know, it's produced and directed by the great Susan Sandler, who um, uh, wrote and produced the movie Crossing the Land. The brains behind this outfit. I'm just a, a lonely subject. No, <laughs> but it will. We. <laughs> this has been five years in the making. She's uh, done. Uh, it's a miracle that this got this movie got finished, um, and she's done an extraordinary job, and she deserves every bit of praise she's getting for it. It's. Um, it, it had been in the film festival. It's due for release, general release. Uh, video on demand June 1st to coincide with Gay Pride Month. And it's also my birthday, so it's just a, oh. it's just a, I didn't want to drop that, but Casey wanted to get me a little something. I, no, I'm, I'm there. there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're hoping, uh, it, it, you know, it has a good run. Uh, that's where we're at. And the Showtime thing is completely separate from the movie. The Showtime thing is, I did a special with the my friend Carol Montgomery had a number of incredibly talented women uh, called More Funny Women of a Certain Age, and I'm featured on that, but the, the two are not confused. Don't confuse the two. Okay. Well, I know one of those ladies that was with you, you gals on there, Thea Vidal, is someone I've known for many years. Oh, she was wonderful. Just every, oh, my goodness. Carol, you know, uh, Carol Lisa was on that, uh, Tammy Pescatelli. I mean, it's just incredible, uh, incredible, talented women. And Thea, of course, is legendary. So it was my first time working with her. So I really, I was really, uh, it was my first time working with most of them, except for uh, Carol Leaker and Carol Montgomery. Well, you you were a finalist on America's Got Talent, as we all know. Uh, I was a quarterfinalist. Quarterfinalist. Okay, quarterfinalist yeah. on America's Got Talent, as we all should know. Uh, and so, well, I, I like finalists, but I can't want to lie. <laughs> well, you know, lying seems to has, have become a, 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 you know, a hobby in this country, but we won't talk about that. But <laughs> no, we will. We will. Uh, anyway. no, don't even. I am taking a lock. I'm just going to... You can't see me, but I am taking a lock. I know, I know. It's, it's, but we're coming through all of that. We're coming through it. We are. So, so okay. The, the, the America's Got Talent exposure was obviously uh, a big boost to anyone's career, whether they're singing or whatever it may be. But 
were you what were the how difficult was work was it for you being in show business uh and then you know being a trans comedian and you know all of that because it's hard enough being in show business anyway so what is how did you did, how did you get through all of that toughness that was a lot to deal with <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> well i uh you know my story i i was i did stand up as rick scotty for 20 years and then i took time off and then I came back uh, ten years later, um, and and yes, it, is, it it was hard to to a certain extent. I but it, it was very very liberating for me because um, when I came back, I had two criteria. One was to be fearless, and the other was to be totally honest with what I did up there. And so that when you do those things, you you know you, you're free. You don't mm -hmm. have to worry about anything. There was no secrets anymore. The, when I did AGT, they left it up to me as to whether or not I was going to come out on the show. They didn't force me to do it. I, um, but I got to that point where Howie asked me the question, and I could have said something else, you know. Uh, but at, at that moment, I just thought, well, you know what? There's a lot of people out there that this might help if I do this. And I'm old, but, you know, what, what do I have to worry about? Just focus, you know, no big deal. So I just took a big, deep breath, and um, before I knew it, it came out of my mouth, and uh, I just waited for the reaction. And I saw the, the judges' reaction. I saw, actually, saw Simon's reaction first. But then the, the house went crazy. I mean, the, the, the audience was just you know, on their feet and cheering and everything, like, wow, look at this. So, it, it, you know, that's kind of the, the story in a nutshell. I thought that was just, like, a huge burden lifted off of your shoulders, like the, the weight of the world, so to speak, you know, Atlas holding the world on his shoulders, to just... Yeah, they had a, a, a few of that, um, you know, there's a, like, I'm paraphrasing, but this is the expression that there's no person freer than that person that's accepted death. Well, in, in a sense, like, you know, I kind of was doing the same thing on the show because it could have meant the end of my career. That's true. Um, you know, that I had just started to come back at that point. Uh, but it, you have to sort of be honest with yourself, you know. And audiences know if you're not being honest with them, too. They have an innate sense that they're not even aware of. But they can sense BS when they, you know, when, it, when they hear it, and I didn't want to do that. And so when you came back, and you know, as a transgender lady, um, how did your comedy change, or did it change? Uh, oh, it changed uh, dramatically, yeah, in terms of content, because I didn't have to hide behind uh, being that person that I was before, trying, you know, trying to be, you know, this macho guy, which I was, I never was, I, you know, I was faking that whole time. And so I could talk about issues like, um, about being trans, but I could also talk about, uh, you know, my experiences living in America as a female, living in the world as a female, because whether you, you know, there are people who don't take uh, me as a genuine female, like, and they're entitled to their opinion, but I'll tell you something. The things I experienced from, you know, I'm 
Congratulations on um, you know the whole the, everybody's back together, your family and your career, and, and is taken off again. Um, how nervous were you about 
because I know with my friend there, the comedian, I know we've had these conversations about entertainers worry about, I don't say worry, but, but they're concerned if they leave the stage for a year or two or whatever, and it's always when I, can I come back? And so with you, how mm. was that? I, well, it's funny because I never planned to come back. I was a teacher and I, and I left teaching because uh, I don't play well with authority figures, you know, and I went and uh, I, I got back into comedy really by accident. A friend of mine asked, you know, we went out to lunch, a comedian friend, and she, uh, she, during the course of lunch, she said, when are you coming back to stand up? I go, I'm not, I'm not coming back to stand up. just happened because it was meant to be, obviously. 
meant to be. I, I'm a big believer in that. In the, the powers of the universe, the energies of the universe, I don't want to get wagey on you. But I believe that, you know, when you are, you, 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 you attract to yourself the things that you want, good or bad. You know, uh, and uh, that happened for me. And I, you're not going to get anybody to convince me otherwise. I think you have the receipts to prove that it can happen, and it does happen. I think so. I, I think, think so, and I would recommend it to everyone. Live your live your honest life. You know? Yeah. Well, Miss Julia, what happens next for you? Of course, we know the the documentary will be out on video on demand platforms June one. So uh, the rest of the summer, now that everything is opening back up, what are your plans career wise? Uh, oh my goodness, it's a, it's so exciting. Um, I'm so happy to, all my friends are going back to work. I'm going back to work. My June is booked up completely. Oh, wow. Uh, if, you're if people are interested, can I mention my website? Yes, please. Um, if that people want to see me, uh, you can find me at www.juliascottijuliascotti.com, and my schedule is up there, so you okay. can see where I'll be. And um, I have a CD out called, uh, what is it called? Hello, boys, I'm back, which you can uh, get. I'm going to be doing it on CD in the fall. Okay. On CD. You know, I, was, I was saying record for a long time. Me and too. And they made me stop saying record. <laughs> I won't stop saying it because I still love big vinyl albums. I refuse. I do, too. I do, too. I gave my son all of my vinyl. Oh. He's into it. That's so. sweet. But I, I that was just, my legacy. Me too. I still hug my Michael Jackson Thriller album. I just still love it that much. Great album. It was a great album. And I've heard it on every form you can that they make. But I still like the big vinyl. Yes, I just do. That's well, just, it is. Uh, I, I was down. I'm down in Utah. I just did a spe I did a dry bar special. I should mention that too. Uh, and I, there was a record, there was like a vintage record shop there, and all the guys sold was vinyl. Oh, and I said, do you, it was in Provo, Utah. I said, do you, you obviously make a living selling it, because I can't keep it in the store fast enough. Oh, wow. Well, because so he sold this vinyl, and he was showing me, because this is all new, classic album, so oh, good on yeah. him. Oh, find him. Oh, vinyl heads. Yes, we, we're yeah. right. Yes. Well, lastly, Ms. Julia, what what plans? Uh, your birthday is, you said, in June. You got any special plans? Or can we email you to say happy birthday? Or, or well, what can we do to wish you a happy birthday? Oh, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, anybody feels like they want to do that. I'd love to hear from you all. Just go to my website. There's a place to reach out to me and uh uh, I get everything that people send me that that okay. way, and uh, um, I, you know what, Dennis, I, I, there isn't anything I want. I have everything I could ever want in life. Um, it's, I'm just, I'm riding this pony into the sunset, and I'm having a good time. Well. I just think that's very cool of you. You're not, obviously, you're not greedy. You're not selfish. That's why you're so funny. And uh, for me, I think. In honor of our chat, I might send you a bra for your birthday. How about that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that'd be nice to give you my bra size. Oh, uh, we'll 
goodness it's julia is she not the best <laughs> we just we were just having a little bit too much fun there but oh my goodness i love as i said i love talking to people who have just had this just wonderful full life and they're just so full of energy and funny i love hanging around comedians i just do so let's not forget julia's birthday is June 1. So please, let's wish her a happy birthday. As she said, you can go to her website, juliascotti.com. Wish her a happy birthday on June 1. Uh, and, and please go see the, you know, download and do the streaming thing on her film, especially. And then go to say happy birthday. Tell her you heard her right here on Film Festival Radio Show. And again, the website is juliascotti.com. And the film is being uh, released just in time for the beginning of Pride Month, which starts in June. So everything just timed out perfectly. So, okay, that's that segment. So, uh, yeah, am I going to, somebody just asked me, am I going to send Julia a bra? <laughs> as I said, no, I, but I do have something else that's just as fun. I think she'll get a blast out of, I'm going to do something else for her birthday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, okay. Do we have time for another break? I think we do. We're going to take another quick break and we'll be right back with more film festival radio here on Memorial day weekend. We'll be right back. Okay, we are so out of time here. Uh, yeah, on this Memorial Day weekend edition of the show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I hope you are continuing to enjoy your Memorial Day weekend this 2021 season. Want to thank both of my guests, the fabulous Miss Julia Scotty. Happy birthday, Julia! early, a little early. And don't forget, you can go to her website, juliascotti.com to wish her a happy birthday as well on June 1, which is the date of the uh, release of her documentary film, Julia Scotti, Funny That Way. That's available on iTunes, Amazon, Prime Video, Google Play, Xbox, Voodoo, DirecTV, all of the top streaming outlets. And also thank you to Maureen Johnson, New York Times bestselling author, USA Today bestselling author as well, uh, regarding her new book just came out hello cruel heart so if you have a young adult i keep saying young adult i mean teen preteen uh that loves those genre of books this is the one that you and maybe you have a teen that's have a birthday coming up so you can go get them uh hello cruel heart so we're out of time we're gonna go and enjoy our memorial day weekend get me some ribs or something and we'll see you guys on the next edition of film festival radio show see you next week bye-bye Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.